1: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.
0: Episode 150, Travel Hacking for Beginners.
1: Welcome to the Frugal Friends podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money. embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill.
0: Ooh, 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 ooh. Get there. Go now. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And we are talking about one of our favorite frugal hacks. And it's one of our best-kept secrets, I mm. think. And we're divulging the secrets today.
2: <laughs> oh, that sounds tantalizing.
0: Yeah. No more secrets, laying it all on the table about how we travel for virtually free. Because mm. Travis don't like to pay for vacations, but when I tell him I paid for them all with travel rewards, he's like, sign me up. Let's go. Yes.
2: What? Free food? Free mm-hmm. flights? Free hotel? Yeah.
0: It's the only way I can get him to take a vacation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So this is for me. Yeah. And I want to share it with you. If you have a partner who is similar, we're talking really basic travel hacking. So like your first year, you're just getting into it, what to do, where to go, all the nuts and bolts and making it very easy to understand because some of it, when you get to be a very... Complex travel hacker, you can make this really, really difficult. And
2: you can get into the weeds with spreadsheets. You can. We are not going to do that.
0: Uh uh. We don't, I don't have a spreadsheet. I have a note on my phone. Mm. That's it. That's it. That is the extent. But first, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. Yes. Also brought to you by Hacks, working smarter,
2: not harder. See how I also did that in a short. Fake sponsor.
0: Oh, oh, okay, okay, Mm, okay. Okay, that's it.
2: Layers and layers of meeting.
0: Working shorter. (laughs) Not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not longer. <laughs> Not longer. Got to get into I it. Got to get there. Got to go. That.
2: Let's let's do it. Let's. I know hack. you
0: are on a time crunch today, so <laughs> we're getting through this. All right. If you want to check out some of our other episodes on travel, you can check out episode seventy-one where we talked about travel hacking with Lee Huffman, and he's one of those experts that can really get you into the weeds. Mm. Uh, it was a great episode, but I don't think it was as beginner-friendly as we want to purvey here. And we also have episode 119, Frugal Travel with Danielle Desir. She helped us save money on travel outside of travel hacking, like staycations and all kinds of stuff. Also, relatively safe ways to travel, which was great. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So definitely those two. Yeah.
2: Two caveats just before we get into our articles. First of all, I do want to say if you've listened to Frugal Friends podcast for any amount of time, you know that Jen and I are not opposed to credit cards. That is not our ultimate foundational message to avoid all credit cards. We do see benefits of it. We think that it can pair with the frugal mentality and frugal journey. However, this is our own personal journey, right? Personal finance is personal. Mm -hmm. And so if credit cards are not for you, this episode might not be for you. We are talking a lot about how to use credit cards to get free travel, free rewards, free, free, free through credit cards but it needs to be paired with wisdom and self-knowledge and understanding of what is best for us. So please just know that. Mm -hmm. Also, we are doing this in the midst of a pandemic when travel is very restricted. So we are hoping that part of this episode can be evergreen, meaning that we have hopes that more travel will be available in the future, (laughs) and this will continue to be a helpful episode. But this still doesn't mean that this is irrelevant. A lot of the things that we can do with credit cards and building up points and our understanding of travel hacking will help Help us. Will set us up well for the future when more and more travel is open to us. So, those are my two caveats.
0: Yeah, this is a actually an aptly timed episode because you don't get these rewards fast. You don't like start this and a few months later take an all expenses paid vacation you actually have to work up for it. It can take like up to a year Mm. to to try to get like enough rewards to take the full vacation that you want. And so we're doing this now in hopes that you have time to build your rewards points so that when travel is safer, when you feel more comfortable, then you are ready. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why we're timing it right now. That's the point of that. So without further ado, let's start talking about travel rewards. Our first article is from Millennial Money Man, and it's called A Beginner's Guide to Travel Hacking, so How to Take Your First Free Trip. And I wanted to start out with actually explaining what is travel hacking. So it's hacking is not really the most accurate term because you're not doing anything illegal or against the rules, against the terms of services, it's really optimizing whatever credit card offers you have, optimizing reward capabilities. So it's travel optimizing, but that's not as fun.
2: (laughs) It doesn't sound as cool.
0: Right? It's essentially just using credit card reward points, using specifically the welcome bonuses that are on travel credit cards and accumulating those so that you can redeem them for free flights and hotels. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, yeah. is welcome bonuses. If
2: you have booked a flight on points, you have travel hacked. Mm-hmm. If you don't even know yes. what that means, stay tuned.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. most uh, hotels and airlines have some kind of Rewards program. So you can either stay with them and book rewards at a really slow rate. And after you spend like tens and tens of thousands of dollars, you get a free night. Or you can use their credit cards that are co branded with a bank or a bank's credit cards and get rewards points that get you there a lot faster. Sometimes it's a point for every dollar you spend. And when you were going to spend that dollar, on groceries or your phone bill or your internet anyways, why not try to get points for places that you're going to go to anyways, or you hope to go to like Southwest or Hyatt or Hilton, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so it is signing up for these rewards programs. It is identifying promotions that you can take advantage of. A lot of the credit cards that we're going to be talking about, a big component of this is the sign-on bonus, or once you spend a certain amount, you get this chunk that is only available at the very beginning, and then you continue to build your rewards points from there and can use them for travel, for even restaurants, for hotels, you name it. One of my favorite tips on here, though, that I would say is the beginner tip and even a long-term tip. It's the direction I have gone. You can veer far right and go a different direction, but it's just becoming loyal and being a repeat customers mm-hmm. with the companies that you love. So identifying. Who do you typically fly with or what kinds of hotels do you typically stay at or what do you where do you want to be typically staying mm-hmm. and signing up with those types of programs? Or who's the credit card that you primarily, you appreciate the way that they go about, their rewards points, it makes the most sense for your lifestyle, and sticking with them. You have a whole lot more opportunity to get the free flights, get the hotels, if you don't have a bunch of different points in a bunch of different accounts, and none Mm -hmm. of it really amounts to anything. That is the direction, however, for people who do get into the weeds with travel hacking, is constantly jumping ship from credit Card to credit card and kind of chasing those initial sign on bonuses. That's not what we want to do in the beginning, nor do I feel like that's something you have to do if this is something you want to do long term. You can just find the really great airlines, credit cards, hotels that will offer you the benefits that you're looking for. So that's the direction I've taken, and I would recommend it as a beginner. As well.
0: Yeah. I personally did not have any brand loyalty before I started travel hacking. And I actually let the reward points yes. and the cards and the programs tell me which brands I should have loyalty to. Yes. So the hotel brand that had the best redemption value, the airline that had the best travel perks, stuff like that. I let the card tell me where to be loyal.
2: It's a great way to go. For me, I've been more loyal to the credit card that I have and can use points on a variety of different airlines. So personally, I'm not loyal to any particular airline, although that is a direction you could go, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly if you plan to fly a lot.
0: Yeah. So there are a few other things besides points that a travel rewards credit card can give you. And so these are all things to pay attention to if they are important, They're not always important to me, so I look at really the bonus points value, but some of these cards offer, some some of the airline ones offer free checked bags, priority boarding, airline credits. Some of these cards offer credits for Uber or Lyft, so if you find yourself taking those frequently, looking for cards that have that. Some offer no foreign transaction fees. Actually, quite a few of them do. So if you go international, that's a really great benefit. Access to airline lounges. I know, Jill, that was a big reason that you got your card. Yes. So if that's important to you, uh, then great. And application fee credits for TSA PreCheck and Global Entry, uh, which we actually just signed up for using our card. We got it for free. It's not why we signed up for the card, but it was there. And we're like why not? It's free and we'll have it for five years. And then also travel insurance. That's a big one. Like rental car companies will try and sell you rental car insurance or travel insurance for other places. And these cards, if you purchase things on them, offer some of them offer automatic insurance on those things. So if you are planning a certain trip where you know you will have to take an Uber or get a rental car or you have a long layover, you may want to lounge, Plan your vacation and then travel hack according to it. And that's going to kind of guide you in maybe which cards are best for you. We are going to give you a four to five card strategy at the end, but – beyond that you kind of have to look at these extra perks that may throw you over the edge.
2: It is something to keep in mind particularly for those who are thinking, yeah, I am going to travel in the future, but we're in the midst of a pandemic, so what do I do? A lot of these travel rewards credit cards also offer all of these other perks, and I know the credit card I have has even shifted. So where it was heavy travel rewards, they said, okay, we know we're not traveling a lot, so here's dining credit, here's mm-hmm. you can train Translated into money on Amazon, you name it. So while I know we're talking about travel hacking, a lot of these credit cards also just have other really great rewards to them that are worth looking into.
0: Yeah, literally that's what I spent all of 2020 doing. Instead of redeeming it for travel credit, they let you – as long as the redemption was one-to-one and it wasn't like one-to-0.75 or something, I used it just to redeem on purchases. It was – really easy
2: and so to break it down a little bit further just depending on your point of entry into this concept using your credit card points for travel hacking really what that means is as you've spent a certain amount of money on your credit card with each credit card statement you usually collect a certain amount of points some credit cards will differ on how many points per transaction or type of purchase they give you so for instance if you are purchasing groceries some some credit cards will give you three times the points. If you are purchasing travel, some credit cards that are particularly a travel credit card might give you, yeah, three to five times the points. And sometimes it's just a one-to-one dollar ratio, one dollar, $1, one point. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see this little bank account of points increasing and increasing, and you can go onto the dashboard of that credit card and purchase what you want to purchase with those points, whether it be travel or hotel or anything else. They usually have their own kind of search engine that can help you find what you want to find to go where Mm -hmm. you want to go.
0: Yeah, I don't really pay attention to the what's 4x points, 3x points, 2x points. We simply will get a card, spend on it for three months, get the welcome bonus, and then move on to the next card. For us, That's more efficient Mm -hmm. than trying to carry around three cards and using one for groceries, one for eating out, one for Amazon purchases. I like to keep it simple as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's much easier for us because we are a household of two adults. If you're single, your process is going to be a little slower. We can do easily four cards in a year because that means we're getting... I'm getting one, and then three months later, he gets one, and then three months later, I get one. So that's six months between credit inquiries, where if you are a single person, you don't want to be getting a card every three months. Uh, You want to spread it out to maybe four to six months. That's the safest route. Mm,
2: Love that tip. That's helpful.
0: Yeah, why we're talking about it right now, because this is a slow process if you're getting multiple cards. It's going to take a little time to build up this bank that you want. Yes. All right.
2: Can we switch into your article, Jen?
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. So the way that I do the outlines for this show is I will Google the key term for the episode and see what Google has to say. And then I will choose the articles I like from there. They're usually all from the first page. And I there were a lot on there. And they were like 10,000 words. And they were very complex. And none of them had like a concrete strategy that I really you know, like or used. So I would attribute my first credit card strategy to hearing about it on Choose Fi. I know a lot of you are familiar with them. Their credit card strategy, they call it the Chase Gauntlet. <laughs> uh but I I mean I love Chase and like yes, most of these cards are co-branded credit cards with Chase or just Chase credit cards. But I also like other ones too. So That is why I wrote my own article (laughs) and and it just lays out the strategy, your first four to five cards. This is what I would do if I was starting over again. And so this isn't necessarily the order that you have to do it in. We'll talk about order throughout because that depends on the timing and your situation for which order you do it in. So we're going to give you the four to five cards, and you will decide based on when you're hearing this, which one you should go to first.
2: Mm -hmm. So our first recommendation is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. You're going to want to pay attention to all of those words <laughs> because Chase has a lot of different credit cards. Mm-hmm. So it's the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And with this card, you can earn fifty to 60,000 bonus points after you spend $4,000 on purchases in the first three months after you open the account. So chase points are great because you can transfer them to dozens of hotels and airline partners. So you don't have to be loyal to just one in case you're wondering, this is a similar one to what I have that I was talking about where I just build up points and you can go to a variety of different airline partners and hotel partners.
0: Well, I think it would be helpful. Tell them the one that you do have because it's the sister card to the Chase Sapphire Preferred.
2: I have the Chase Sapphire Reserve, (laughs) which is more expensive annually. I'm not going to sit here and recommend that as an entry point. I don't think it Mm -hmm. is for everybody. I got that card, I think, in, like, 2018, and between 2018 and 2019, I traveled a ton. Just in 2019, I went to, like, seven different countries and 28 different states, and so it was worth it to me to have that card but how much money you have to spend and how much money it is annually is not worth it for everybody so Mm -hmm. chase sapphire preferred you have to spend four thousand dollars in the first three months for most people that's pretty easy to do especially Mm -hmm. if you're putting a lot of your bills on it groceries it kind of can become the thing that you purchase on and then you get those bonus points at the beginning that can really just jumpstart you for booking your travel And when you book through Chase, the ultimate rewards portal, when you book your flights and hotels and all of that, your points are worth 25% more. So even get a bit of a discount. Sometimes I've even booked through Chase's portal, even when I'm paying out of pocket, just because they do offer a discount in that way, just because you have the card. So even if you don't have the points to book on that, you're still getting a discount, which is great. Mm -hmm. 60,000 points are worth $750 to Travel. So w- even just with that bonus, you've got a good jump start. Yeah. The card does have a $95 annual fee. So you do want to consider subtracting that from the reward. But so many perks beyond what we've just mm-hmm. listed out that it is worth looking into. I love it. I've got the next tier up of the credit card and I can't say enough good things about it.
0: Yes. This is the one we started with. Travis and I each got one. And it is kind of the industry standard for travel hackers. This is the one you start with. It's just so flexible. Again, you don't have to have any brand loyalty yet. You just get those points and get the feel for it. And so one of the other reasons why people start with Chase before like a Capital One or Bank of America or Amex is because Chase has a rule that is unique from all other card issuers. And Mm. it's called the 525 rule. So you will not be approved for a Chase credit card, no matter how great your credit is, if you have opened five credit cards or more in the last 24 months. So you have to stay four or less. And that's another reason why opening, that's one every six months, essentially. Is you stay at that four over 24 months and then you're safe. No other credit card issuer has that. So when you reach your four Chase cards or Chase co branded cards, you can still get a Bank of America or a Capital One or whatever. But my favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If
2: this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get
0: unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network plus you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts
2: to get this new customer offer and your new 3 month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com/frugal that's mintmobile.com/frugal cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/frugal upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a
2: service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. Delete.me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want
0: on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your
2: data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete.me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete.me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeliteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeliteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL.
0: That is a specifically chase rule, and we'll put a link to thepointsguy.com, their guide to the 525 rule, if you wanna know more about that. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing this sustainably and long-term, then you'll never run into an issue. With the 525 rule.
2: Mm, that is good to know. It's a good reason mm. to do this one first. Yeah. And to be clear, we're not getting paid from any of these credit cards. No, no, we're no, no. Solely mm-hmm. giving you information. There's no affiliate links or anything here.
0: Mm-mm. Uh so the next one is not a chase one, but it is the Capital One Venture. And Chase has so many partners that it's very flexible to transfer out your Chase Ultimate Rewards to a number of other travel companies, their reward programs. But they aren't partnered with everyone. So for those things you can't get through the Chase Ultimate Rewards portal, I like the Capital One Venture. So whether it's for a cruise or an Airbnb, what Capital One Venture does is it erases travel purchases. And last year, we actually got the Capital One Venture in January (laughs) and thought we were going to be traveling, um, but we didn't. So they actually said, hey, you can erase any purchases, like any takeout, a lot of other things. So we were able to get a lot of other things erased. We still used those uh, miles. But again, it has a 50 to 60K bonus, depending on when you're listening to this. And you only have to spend $3,000 on purchases in the first three months from account opening. And I'll tell you the day that you sign up for the account and get approved, that's account opening. You can also go to CreditKarma.com and look at your credit report and your accounts, and it'll tell you the day that you signed up and got approved. So you know it's three months from that day. Also, your billing cycle will tell you when the on the second billing cycle. That's the end of the three months. So three thousand in three months is just a thousand dollars a month, and each point is one cent. So whether your bonus is fifty k or sixty k, that's five or six hundred dollars in travel. The card has a $95 annual fee. So that's the same with the Chase Sapphire Preferred. But this one comes with global entry. So we actually we paid for global entry. And then we paid for it on our Capital One Venture. And it automatically detected it. And within 24 hours, had erased the purchase. Mm, so that was super that. easy. Yeah, didn't have to submit anything. So if that's something you want in the Capital One Venture, is really great.
2: Excellent. The next one on this list is the Chase Inc. Business Preferred. We're back to Chase. Mm. How could we not? We couldn't stay away for long. <laughs> so this one is for you if you have big purchases coming up. New cardholders can earn 100,000 points, Chase Ultimate Rewards points, By spending, brace yourselves, $15,000 within three months of opening the account. So that's why I said, if you have big purchases coming up, this would be something that you'd want to consider, talk about a big jumpstart in those Mm -hmm. points. So... (laughs) you're probably thinking, because I was too, when I read Jen's article, um, do you have to have a business? What if you don't? This is Chase Inc. Business Preferred. You can earn money outside of a W-2 job. So whether you babysit or sell crafts or you drive for Lyft or Uber, just anything that you do outside of your W-2 job can be considered your own personal business. You can apply for the car just under your personal social security number, which is how you would handle taxes at the end of the. A year so it doesn't have to be profitable you can it can still be considered a business. And you can consider this card. Honestly, as I was reading through your article, Jen, I was thinking about all the renovations that are coming up for Eric and I, that this -hmm. would be a great thing to consider. So if you are in the middle of renovations or just another big purchase that you could put on a card, this would be for you. If not, there is no need to press yourself to spend Mm -mm. $15,000 to get $100,000 or 100,000 points.
0: Nope, nope, nope. Only if this is already
2: happening for you.
0: But yeah, you don't have to have an LLC or a registered business to get this. They do not check. And honestly, I have actually signed up for several Chase Inc. businesses uh, cards because I do have a business. And it was easier for me to get approved for it when I put in my social security versus when I put in my EIN. So like sad. when I put in my EIN, I have to send in like a piece of paper from the IRS and all that. But when I put in my social security number, it was like, yeah, you're approved. <laughs> so yeah, your business doesn't even have to be profitable. Uber still isn't profitable. Yeah, I'll tell you that Uber <laughs> and Lyft both neither are profitable. Wow. And they're still considered businesses. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All right. So next, these next cards are Chase. So everything on here except for the Capital One Venture is Chase. And this is where we kind of split off where you would head in your direction of your first year. And the way you split off actually would determine whether you want to get the Capital One Venture first or wait. And so your next one would be a co-branded hotel or airline card. So at this point, you have to decide, do I want to do a hotel, maybe I'll drive more or do I want to do an airline, maybe I'll, you know, stay with friends, stuff like that. So decide whether you want to do a hotel or an airline. I normally recommend doing a, it depends on the time of year that you are starting this. So here we go. This is going to get a tiny, tiny bit complex, but stay with me. I'm here. So I'm going to start with airline first. My recommendation for airline card. Beyond a shadow of a doubt is the Southwest card, Mm -hmm. the Southwest co-branded card with Chase. That is because Southwest has the coveted Southwest Companion Pass. It is the best perk in all of travel rewards. It is magical. So the Southwest Companion Pass allows you to bring a companion on any Southwest flight that you fly for absolutely free. You just have to pay $11 each way for taxes and fees. You can't get around that. So you can only get a Southwest Companion Pass by taking 100 flights, but you'll pay at least $15,000 in flights alone, or you can get it through Southwest credit cards. And this can be a one-card endeavor, or it could be a two-card option. And I have used and do recommend the two-card option. The first, if you are only trying to do it on one card, maybe you are you got that Capital One Venture and you're trying to stay below your 524, is the Southwest Rapid Rewards Premier business credit card. So that will require you to spend $25,000 in the first six months of account opening. That is... Unreasonable for most people. Yeah, but the bonus, (laughs) right? So the bonus on that is a hundred thousand points, and then after spending twenty five thousand dollars, you'll get another twenty five thousand points. And there you go, there's your companion pass. The two card method, which would put you at cards four and five and mean you'd have to wait on the capital one, would only cost you fifteen thousand dollars over nine months. You have nine months to do it. So you have to start with the personal Southwest card and then also get a Southwest business card. It's a different one from the Premier. So you would start with the Southwest Rapid Rewards Plus, that is their lower tier personal card and then spend 12,000 within 9 months of opening it. Only 2,000 of that has to be in the first 3 months though. The other 10 is the first 9 months. Then once you hit that 12,000 spend, then you sign up for the premier business credit card. So that would only require you to spend 3,000 on purchases in the first three months. And after that, you have over 140,000 just in the bonus points, and so you've got it. But the caveat with this is that to get the most out of your companion pass, you have to time the opening of the first card correctly. So the Southwest Companion Pass is valid in the year you qualify for it and the entire following calendar year. So that means if for some reason you could spend $18,000 in January of one year and get the Companion Pass, then you would have it for almost two years, like almost a full two years. Not many people are going to do that. So you want to sign up for that first card, that personal card, between November and March of whatever year you're starting this. You want to make sure because the first card you're going to get is that personal plus and that first bonus is 2000 They do this on purpose. If you're wondering why did they split up the things, it's because of this right here. They want to make it harder for you to qualify for the companion pass. You have to make sure you do not spend $2,000 in November or December so that that bonus hits in the first calendar year because all 125,000 of your points must be gained in one calendar year, January 1st to December 31st. And there's a small caveat. If you're doing this on points, you actually only have till your December, the end of your December billing cycle. So if the end of your December billing cycle is like December 3rd, (laughs) You only have through December 3rd to get all your points, essentially. So that's why you say sign up for that Southwest personal card no earlier than November, preferably December, depending on how much your expenses is, and make sure you cross that $2,000 spend mark January 1st or later. And then after that, you can go as quickly as you can. To get the rest of the spend on the personal and then the business. And then as soon as you make the spend, you get the companion pass.
2: Well done, Jen. I'm still (laughs) here. And also we will we'll link to your article as well. Yeah. For those of us who are visual. Did you
0: understand that?
2: I I did, but I think unless I was planning on doing this, I probably would have tuned out.
0: Okay. All right. (laughs) Great. I'm glad. So if you are not in the November to March window, then go with another card. Mm -hmm. So that would be, I would say Hyatt or Hilton are my choices for hotel cards. I am now a Hyatt loyalist because of the insane redemption rate you get with Hyatt points. I have a Hyatt card. I transfer most of my Chase Ultimate Rewards to Hyatt Their redemption can't be beat. How do I get my partner on board
2: with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners and we've realized it's a game changer when there
0: are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner and now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/frugal
2: unlike other personal finance apps monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances plus they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost
0: after trying out monarch myself i understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app and right now listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal, that's dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial.
1: When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001 and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, FlowHealth, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at Vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot special for $1,000 off Vanta.
0: I'm not going all out with points, so I don't have the time or energy to get there with Marriott or whatever. So that's why I love Hyatt. The only reason that I would go with Hilton is because American Express has a Hilton Honors that has no annual fee. And if you are trying to build up your credit, especially if you don't own a home, then you don't have that credit history length a mortgage can give you. You're going to want to have a card or a few cards with a very long established history. Mm. So that would be if you are new to credit and working on your credit history, maybe don't have a mortgage, then get a card with no annual fee like the Hilton Honors American Express. They have a few, so choose the one with no annual fee because the other one's expensive. But this is a good way to build your credit without paying the bank to do it. You do not have to pay the bank to build your credit. Don't pay interest. Don't pay annual fees more than once. We cancel all of our cards before the second annual fee hits. That's just something we do. We have established credit histories, and our credit doesn't really dip when we do that. So that's something we do. but And the Hilton Amex has really great benefits too. You get $100,000 Hilton bonus points after just $1,000 in eligible purchases in the first three months, and you get a $100 statement credit after your first purchase. So it's really great in addition to being no annual fee.
2: Fantastic! That's it. This is great content for people who want to know where do I start? How do I do this? Here you go, and we will link this article in the show notes because mm-hmm. this is very low hanging fruit, very tangible stuff. Yeah, but you know what else is low hanging and tangible? <laughs> 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 oh
0: gosh, the bill of the of week. week. <laughs>
1: right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hey Jen. Hey Jill. My name's Megan from Atlanta and I was calling because my Bill of the Week feels extra epic and worthy of sharing. I have been paying my student loan for almost seven years and as of today, the payment cleared and it is paid in full. I am so excited about this. My husband and I have been trying to become debt-free for the last 14 months and we are getting closer and closer every day. And as of next month, We are also qualified to apply for the temporary expanded public student loan forgiveness for my husband's student loan, which would essentially forgive almost $50,000. And if that goes through, which it should, we are only about $20,000 from being debt-free at that point. So I'm so excited. And I'm so thankful for your guys' podcast, just kind of giving me that motivation every Friday. Um, I love you guys so much. Thank you. Woo!
2: I promised my husband that I was gonna be quiet during this podcast recording. Like I'm not gonna scream this time. I'm gonna be <laughs> so much more quiet because we've got company, but oh Megan from Atlanta. This is Megan worth deserves
0: it. your boisterousness. This is
2: epic. Woo! Getting rid of a student loan, there's nothing like it. There's there's no yes. better way to get back at your university. than oh to my be like, gosh. I am done with you. Every
0: <laughs> everything they've done to you.
2: <laughs> All of the education uh, and the debt. Congratulations, well Megan!
0: Man, mm-hmm. that is that's freeing. So, I hope that you have gotten through because this was a few months ago we're a few months behind on bills of the week so if you've sent one in we haven't played it that's why so megan if you're listening to this if you haven't left the show because you're sad that we didn't play your bill if you're still listening let us know in the frugal friends community on facebook how much closer you are to total debt freedom Mm. we're so proud of you
2: so exciting and i'm so glad that we get to spend every friday morning with you We love that. If you all want to submit your bill of the week, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us a bill, whether it's as epic as Megan's was or just something else random related to bill. You know how we roll. We'd love to hear it.
0: Maybe your sadness when the Buffalo Bills did not go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Mm. I was really hoping for Buffalo Bills, like, memorabilia, but then I'm like, oh, maybe they made it. It's going to be on sale now. (laughs) I still haven't checked, though. (laughs) To, to see. Uh,
2: yeah, it's not the Buccaneers of the week. So,
0: yeah, I live in Tampa and I don't even want a Buck shirt. I want a Bill shirt. <laughs> That's very telling of me. Anyways, now
2: it's time for
0: the lightning round. round. Did you promise you wouldn't have a a loud lightning
1: round? Oh, I
2: promised I would do nothing loud. I'm going to (laughs) talk quiet. I I talk like this. He's like, this isn't how you talk. I'm like, I will this time. I will this time because we have company and they're trying to sleep. I think they're up though. They are not
0: trying to sleep right now. now No, I'm screwing. They were, believe it or not. They should wake up. (laughs) They are now. Yeah. You're doing them a favor. All right. So we're going to talk about the travel hacks that we have personally done that we are most proud of. And mine's easy. I, or Jill, I thought yours was going to be different, but maybe I'll have to share yours.
2: Yeah, I know. I always forget, <laughs> but I, I think I've
0: got a good one, but keep okay. going. All right. So mine is five days at an all inclusive resort in Mexico. Mm. Ooh,
2: that was great. Your first getaway since having a baby. Oh,
0: my gosh. It was a dream. And it was December of 2019, right? So, like, yes. that was it. That was the only... That was it. Yeah. You if went we out with a didn't do it bang. then, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. All right. So, we had the Southwest Companion Pass and a bunch of Chase Ultimate Rewards after we had been doing this for... We had been travel hacking for a year and a half at this point when we had enough to book this trip. So, like I said, this is not something that happens overnight. I think we were we were at least six months in before we took our first trip, and we were a year and a half in before we worked up to this. So we had our companion pass. So we got our flights from Tampa to Cancun, Mexico, $22. For each, because we each have to pay. I paid for the flights with my points, and then Travis's was free. So $22 each way for taxes and fees. Paid for the transportation from the airport to the all inclusive resort, which was like 25 bucks each way. And then the entire four nights, five days, four nights, was covered. It's a Hyatt all inclusive resort, the Hyatt Zalara, and it was 25,000 points per night. And so we had the Hyatt credit card where we'd gotten, I think, 60,000 points, 50 or 60. And then we had Chase Ultimate Rewards. We transferred some of those over. So we got 100,000 Hyatt points. And so every night was covered. And so food, drink, entertainment, cabanas by the pool on the beach.
2: And that just makes it all the more lovely to know Mm. we didn't pay for any of this. We got this with the purchases we already had to make in our daily life. It's why we do like credit cards. If you don't go into debt by having them, there's incredible benefits.
0: Yes. So that whole trip was under $100 for the week.
2: So I don't have a travel hack that particularly stands out to me. That's not to say that it doesn't exist. My brain is just not always working. Just consistent, free hotels, car rentals, and flights on nearly every trip I go on has been my experience. Although I will say, and this might be a little... Uh, you mentioned it in the articles, but one of the things I love about the credit card that we have is the travel insurance that it provides. So anytime I book a flight or a hotel or a car rental on that card, I don't ever have to worry about clicking that, yeah, add $49.99 to insure this trip or Any other dollar amount because the credit card covers that. They do insure any of my travel and I have taken advantage of it. So for me, this is where frugality intersects because I don't want to spend money unnecessarily. I don't want to spend money on fees that are unforeseen. There was an experience in Washington state. Where I got two popped tires on a rental car. There was an experience in Idaho where I got another popped tire on a rental car and also an experience where I had to cancel Airbnb and Airbnb is notorious for not having good cancellations. The one reason I don't book with them, hotels have much better cancellation policies. However, because I booked with my credit card, I was able to be fully reimbursed for all of those incidences. Particularly with Airbnb, Chase went to bat for me and got me all my money back. I mean, it it was a bit of a headache. I don't think I had
0: been updated on that. You were were fighting that for so long. It was a
2: six-month battle. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it was enjoyable by any means, but Chase got my money back. Airbnb wanted nothing to do with me. Chase was the one who was like, all right, we're back and forth with them. Mm -hmm. We got you your money. Here it is. So To me, that has been an amazing travel hack that I get through my credit card and the amount of money they've given me back just by all of these faux pas that have happened in these different states. Yeah, it's worth it tenfold.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's definitely when you have something that you need refunded, a credit card is much easier to do that with a credit card than it is a debit card for sure. Yes. So I hope that this has been helpful to you if you want to start travel hacking, if you want to incorporate that into your frugal lifestyle. Again, you don't have to. If this all sounds maybe too much for you, if you're paying off debt and you're like, I can't worry about another thing, then save this episode, listen to it again later. We didn't start travel hacking until we were Mm debt-free. So this isn't something that you have – you don't have to do everything at once. But it is a great way to – get stuff from big banks without paying for it. Mm. Take back control of the money. You paid a lot of money in interest on your student loans, on your cards, on your other credit cards. Stop doing that and start taking it from the banks. Through through You take advantage
2: of them now. It's your time to
0: (laughs) shine. Yes. All right. So thank you again for listening, and thank you for your kind reviews. They do support the show. So if you can't support us monetarily, then leaving a review is the next best thing. And right now it's the only thing. <laughs> so definitely leave a review, kind of like this one from Cecilia P., just happens to be five stars. She says, frugality made fun, and she has many emojis with the money mouth. Mm. She says, we have been on a debt-free journey for the last six years and have paid off 150000 in consumer debt. We are in our last debt of 35000 my student loan, and was about to give up on our journey. I lost all my motivation in 2020 and then found this podcast. While searching for inspiration, I cannot thank you enough. You girls are a lot of fun, and I feel like I'm listening to girlfriends talk. While cooking and cleaning and having no spend days, I have learned and found my motivation to continue to get to the finish line. Thank you.
2: Mm, I've got goosebumps. Oh, wow. Cecilia P. Wow. Wow. Thank you. And I'm so glad for the review and also thrilled that this has been a motivating piece for you and you feel supported and encouraged in your journey. I can't ask for more. Thank you. Thank you for sharing
0: that with us. And And we're here to stay for you. You'll get there. Yeah.
2: That $150,000 will be gone. Oh, my goodness. You can do it.
0: You did. We it. also
2: want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. When you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we add you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we give away a copy of the Frugal Friends workbook.
0: So keep leaving us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Take a screenshot before you send it and send that screenshot to Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to tag us on social at frugalfriendspodcast. Podcast. See you next week. Bon voyage. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani.